Today's part two of our two-part series of living good, better, best. And our scripture this morning leads us to this place. And it's the same passage we shared last week about, about an encounter between Jesus and a man named Zacchaeus. And there are a couple of helpful things for us to be aware of before we read this together, some of which I shared last week. And the first of these things is that uh, Zacchaeus is identified as a tax collector, where back in the Roman culture, tax collectors were kind of uh, legalized thugs. They would shake down the Roman citizens for taxes. And as long as the government would get their share, government would look the other way and not ask whatever more um, had been taken where that went. So the tax collectors would be um, squeezing the people and that is why they were tough. And they were also rich, and they were also hated. And with that, let's read our passage together. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. And a man was there named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and was rich, and he was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, but Jesus was going to pass that way. So when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down, was happy to welcome Jesus. But all who saw it began to grumble and said, he's gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. And then Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and save the lost. And with that, may God bless our hearing, our living of this word of abundant life. So good, better, best. We began this last week. Uh, this is two parts, today's sec part two. And we began this exploration that in short, looks at the question and asks the question of, at what level do you wanna live your life? Right? Good, better, or best. And we started to notice that in this interaction between Zacchaeus and Jesus, where Zacchaeus is this pretty rotten guy because he's a tax collector and he's also a chief tax collector, so he's the, the boss of, of a number of these tough people. At some point, at some point, something happens within Zacchaeus and he realizes he wants to change. He wants the inside of his life to be cleaned up. He wants to feel good. And within this short time frame of this very brief account 
that we really don't know the time span of it, but there's, there's this whole sequence of events that unfolds, events of a new awareness, inner decisions being made, really, really big commitments being locked in, saying, I'm going to go this way now, and really bold actions that are taking place. And together, all these create a path of radical transformation. And so let's take a closer look as we consider how can we adapt at least some of this pattern to our lives. Let's begin with something that, that uh, I was going to say that I think all of us want. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say something that every one of us would want. And that is, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if we could all receive the kind of change that you want and you could receive it effortlessly with a wave of a hand? Be nice, right? Jesus says, Zacchaeus, salvation has come to your house, your life. And it kind of sounds like, all is well. And I go, wouldn't it be nice to hear those words? You know, everything is going to be okay. Your work is done. It's all going to be green lights and smooth sailing and calm waters from this moment on. Wouldn't that be nice? I got to be honest, I I like things easy. (laughs) I don't like to have things be any harder than they have to be. But as we start here, even though that's what we would all want, let's look at what really happened. Because even though Jesus was there, and even though Zacchaeus went through a radical transformation with Jesus being there, it's good for us to ask, who actually was it who took the initiative, and who actually was it that in spite of facing a number of obstacles, external obstacles and internal obstacles, who was it who nevertheless was the real agent of change in this transformation. And this is good news. This is actually great news. Because very few of us will have the luxury of encountering Jesus face to face in the flesh. But we all have the opportunity to take the initiative, and to overcome external and internal obstacles the way Zacchaeus did. We all have the opportunity to be an agent of our own change. So it's actually fortunate for us that this account here really wasn't a miracle that happened. That Jesus didn't wave his hand and change Zacchaeus. So what happened? And how did this thing happen? So, God bless you. So Zacchaeus wanted a change. There was something in him that made him curious about 
Jesus. He was curious, he was aware, but he had some obstacles, right? Internal obstacles. You know, when you live for a while as a powerful person, as he was, as a rich person, as he was, as someone who was in control of his life and in control of many people's lives, as his was, you get used to a certain way of living. You get used to a certain posture, right? And you kind of wonder, from, from this posture, from living in this way, can somebody really change? Can we really change at our age with a history that we have behind us? There's pride, there's ego, there's wealth, there's social clout, there's a lifetime of habits. He's used to being the one in power, tough guy. Then in addition, he's got this, this additional obstacle of being short. And I say it's an obstacle because for him in his position, you know that if you're short, but you're a person who's tough and in power, you got to be even tougher and exert more power. But in spite of these things, what does he do? He took a risk. He took a risk to look like a fool, to look weak, to look like somebody who's supposed to be strong and in control. But what is he doing? He's seeking. And he climbs a tree to get a better view, to get a different perspective than the one that he was used to having. He wanted to get a different perspective, not just of Jesus, but I, I think when he climbed that tree, he was looking to get a, a different perspective on life himself, and even on his own life. What am I doing here? Who am I in relation to these other people? What's he doing? Does he have to be stuck being this person that he doesn't want to be anymore? So he wants to change, but change is hard. The easy path for life, as we all know, that's status quo. It's hard to change. It's easy to do the same old, same old. But this is what he shows us is that, you know, if something's not working, what do you do? Get a different view. Get out of the routine. Get out of your own self-talk loops of, well, you know, this is how it is. What can I do? This is how I am. This is who I am. I can't change now. I've been this way for too long. He could have said all those things to himself. But instead, he sought out this different point of view, literally, literally up a tree. So how about us? Are you stuck in a relationship? Bad patterns, old patterns? Are there things that you would like to improve upon in your life? I don't know, your parenting? How things are going with your job, your physical well-being? Are you stuck in a rut? Are you stuck in grief? Stuck a, in a certain way of thinking about yourself? Are you ready to move forward? Take things to the next step, next chapter. Think of Zacchaeus and what he did.
I've, I've shared this quote before because it makes an impact, big impact on my life. Albert Einstein, one of my favorite people, said it takes a different mind to solve a problem than the one it took to create it. Our faith gives us that different point of view. Our faith is that sycamore tree. We climb up, we look around. So Zacchaeus shows us that if we want something to change, we have to do something different, climb a tree. Now, that is one of the more obvious things that I could ever say, right? (laughs) But you know what? It's funny, I know people who've had marriage problems for years, people who've had job problems, people who have relationship problems in general and who've had them for years, they complain about their situation a lot, but they don't do anything different. Don't welcome new information. Don't welcome new information about themselves, having to shift and grow, how to communicate, What does the other person want? New ways of doing things. So do you want an ironclad guarantee that you will remain stuck wherever you are? Don't do anything different. Just keep on defending why your way of looking at life and doing things is right. On the other hand, If you do want change, climb a tree. Seek out new information. You can seek it out through books. You can seek it out through counseling. You can seek it out through consulting others and then actually listening to their point of view without defending or explaining why you're right. This is actually a a spiritual practice called suspended judgment, (laughs) really. You enter into suspended judgment. And you say to yourself, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to argue back. I'm just going to listen. I had a person come to my office one time. Things were not going well with her socially and hadn't for some time. She um, was having some problems with friends. Um, She was now having problems dating. Um, And with work, she had been married, but um, she ended up divorced. And she sat down, she came in, she sat down, she explained all of this. And I, I had seen all this from the outside. And she said, she said, I want things to be better in my life. I want to understand why I'm having these problems. And she said, Please tell me and promise me that you will be totally honest with me. She said, I really want to know how I come across to other people. I really want to know how do other people see me and what can I do to help my relationships. And then she listened and it was really powerful. It was a little scary on my part. Because I wasn't, yeah, right, (laughs) exactly. Because there were problems, and you know, when somebody says that, you never really know. Do they really mean it? How much much do they want to (laughs) know? She was ready. 
It's powerful stuff when you're in a relationship if you are ready to listen. If you're ready to hear a different point of view, you want to go from good to better to best, seek, listen, seek out a different point of view, don't defend being stuck in the old like Zacchaeus, be the one to take the initiative. It wasn't Jesus who went chasing after him. He put himself in the path of Jesus and took effort to get there. In order for Zacchaeus next to even get to the tree, first he had to go against the crowd to even get there, literally, for him. Crowd mentality, crowd behavior, following the crowd. That's the thing that's going to drag you down if you want to or need to change. You go, well, all my friends do the same thing. They have the same problems that I do. This is how my political party behaves. I'm on board. This is what people in my profession typically do, so, you know, this is what my golf buddies do. This is the way my parents behaved. Is the crowd healthy? <laughs> is the crowd ideally where you want to be, where you want to end up, how you want to end up? I'm not going to get political here, but it's a political thing. But it's a human thing. How many of you, you know, were watching the C-SPAN thing on, the, on the, the coverage of the electing the Speaker of the House? I'm watching this. I don't usually watch this stuff. But this is a human thing. I'm wondering how many of you had the kind of thought that I did not long into it, which is, you know what? I don't want to end up like people on either side. That is not how I want to be. That is not how I want to pattern my life. Any of it. So seek the change, take the initiative, climb a tree, get above the crowd, and pursue not just a different point of view, but a healthy point of view. And sometimes we need to shift friend groups. That can happen. Zacchaeus saw that in Christ. He saw someone with integrity, strength, honesty, someone who was open and free to love completely in relationships, someone who was internally free. Those are things that he wanted and said, I want to get there. How do I get there? So in climbing that tree, Zacchaeus risked being the tough bad guy, guy who could handle his own problems, took the risk of change, seeking out help, essentially acknowledging, you know what, I don't have all the answers. That is very freeing. That is very freeing. To move from, I don't need any help, to, you know what, I don't have all the answers. Sure, I could use your help. I'm not God, but I know who is. And then putting things into right relationship like that. That's the right relationship. Becoming open to admit this was a big shift. That A, he had done some things wrong. 
And B, you know what? I need to do something about that. I'm going to do something about that. Making amends is very powerful in life. It feels vulnerable. Boy, does it ever feel vulnerable. But it is powerful. Right? Some things have gone wrong in your life, which they have for all of us at different times. We didn't communicate as ideally as we would have wanted. Hurt some feelings. Do what Zacchaeus did. Admit you're wrong and then make amends. What do I need to do to make this right? You can't have peace. You can't have salvation. That inner oneness. If you ignore what's happened and are still hurting lives. So I'm going to tell you a story. Let's see. We have, it's, it's 11 o'clock. This is short. Um, sorry, impromptu story. But it makes me think of, so when I was an associate minister about 30 some years ago, there was a woman in, uh, in our church who for a couple of years had done everything that she could, in a little group, about three people, to undermine my ministry, to try to get me fired, the senior minister fired, spreading rumors, telling lies, uh, unbelievable stuff. And to the point where, you know, it kind of makes me a little paranoid. It's like, is she really doing, I mean, is somebody actually doing this? And this was going on. And, um, and it really, really hurt. One day she said, can I have an appointment? I want to have an appointment with you. And because I was, um, I should have said yes with a whole team of people there, but I, I think I was too naive or something, um, and I didn't. And she came in, and we met. She laid out the whole thing. And she said, I want to come to you to make amends because this is what I've been doing. And it was exactly as I had experienced it. I was telling lies. I was undermining. I was doing these things to get you fired. I realized what I've done. I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? It was one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced. This person who I've never had like enemies in my life. In that one meeting, went from enemy to friend. It is powerful stuff. And she remained friend. Jesus says to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, I want to come to your home. The beautiful thing is, this is the exact same thing that he says to every one of us. I want to come to your home. May I come in? May I come into your life? Will you shift some things around so that you could prepare a place for me? That's a big question in your life. Will I really welcome him in, not just 
little bit. Will I prepare a place for him? And how will that affect my life? When Zacchaeus does this, he realizes immediately he not only wants to invite Christ in, he welcomes this new template for wholeness, kindness, peace that Christ is. Well-being. And now he wants to right some wrongs. Atonement. We talked about that last week. At one moment, Bringing your soul together with other people as one. Admit your errors. Make amends. Do what it takes. Come clean. Make it right. And that is how you accomplish genuine transformation. One of the biggest things that we can do to help a relationship is to admit (laughs) what's my part of the problem here? What am I doing to contribute to the problem? This also works with job problems, financial problems, health problems. Maybe what I've been doing to contribute to the problem is I haven't been getting outside help. And by the way, if this sounds familiar, in 12-step programs, 12-step programs have helped and help hundreds of thousands of people. They're really phenomenal. I would suggest for you to go online, look up what are the 12 steps. And I think if you don't know what they are, you'll be blown away. It helps people undergo massive transformation. And here's just a few steps, a few of their steps in this regard. Step five, this is gonna sound familiar. Admitting the nature of your wrongs. (laughs) Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all of our defects of character. Step seven, humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. And then steps eight and nine, make amends to those you've wronged. Sound familiar? That's when atonement and salvation occurs. And then, sorry, but because things are never that easy, (laughs) there is one more thing. Because was that the end of it with Zacchaeus? After he had transformed, made amends, what did the crowd do? They cheer him on. Wow, Zacchaeus, that's really, what an amazing transformation. Good for you. We love you. No. They grumbled, saying Jesus is going to the house of a sinner. That's how they're seeing him. He changed, they didn't embrace it. You know why? Because that's what people do. (laughs) Would a reaction like that stop some people? Of course it would. Would it stop, does it stop most people? I think it does. But the next part says, but you know what Zacchaeus did? He stood his ground. And that's exactly what each one of us has to do. He claimed his change. He put the stake in the ground and he said, you know what? I am doing this. 
You may not like it. You may not understand it. You may not agree with it. I am doing this. T-shirt that I saw last week. I'll read it for you. And I got it. It's like, I've got to get this. A lot of words with red lines through each line. It's too hard. I'm too old. It's too hot. I'm too late. It's too rainy. I'm too slow. It's too cold. I'm too weak. It's too far. I'm too young. It's too early. Doesn't matter. Let's go. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Our faith says, yes, you can. Yes, you can have your history, but not let it have you. Yes, you can become a new person of joy, even if you haven't been. Why? Because that's true. That's our faith. And this is yours. Amen.